Welcome back to the Home Medic Home Inspector Training Program. I'm Garth Haslam. This segment, I want to talk about heat pumps. Now, that fits under a larger general category that would be air conditioning. In other segments, we've talked about central air and swamp coolers. In this segment, though, specifically heat pumps. Now, the area that I work in generally doesn't have heat pumps at all. There are areas in the country that do have heat pumps a lot more often, and you may be in one of those. There is a chance, no matter where you are, that you might run into a heat pump, and you're going to need some basic understanding on what they are, what they do, and what to look for, what the inspection points are, because they're paying you to know no matter what ends up being at the house. Of course, another thing, uh, a key ingredient to all of this is, again, don't try to pretend that you know anything that you don't. If you don't know, admit it. Being honest is going to have a lot happier customers than uh, trying to pretend that you know what you're talking about when you don't. That could go anywhere from getting you sued to being a career ender with at least the realtor that referred you. But we are going to give you a basic understanding here in this segment. So the process on a heat pump. Uh, In the central air process, we talked about how there's a formula in physics, PV equals NRT, P is pressure, V is volume, N and R are numbers that you don't care about, and T is the temperature. So basically, if you keep temperature the uh, same on the one side and pressure goes up, volume has to go down. What this means to you is that you see a gas line and a coolant line going to and from a heat pump or a central air compressor. The larger line is the decompressed gas and the smaller line is the compressed gas. And that goes into the volume and the pressure part of the equation. There's also some temperature. That's kind of the key ingredient because as they push pressure and volume around up and down, you can change temperatures. And then that temperature, be it hot or cold, can be captured and either released out into the air and then you've got cold air inside the house or the other way around. For a heat pump, it goes both ways. So you do have basically electric heat and electric cooling in a home that is served by a heat pump. Now, in most areas, that's not going to be the greatest idea. And, well, electric cooling is pretty much the same with central air. But electric heat is a lot more expensive than natural gas heat. Again, there are areas where maybe natural gas is not an option and electrical is. So in areas like that, you might find a heat pump considerably more often. Now, that those are the similarities to it. You still have to have an external unit. You still have to have something like the equivalent of a furnace on the inside of the house so the heating and cooling can be captured and distributed to the ducts in the home. You will want to see, once the heat pump is going, you'll want to see roughly a 20-degree Fahrenheit differential between the ambient air inside the house and the air coming from your heat registers. So for example, if you're in cooling mode and it's maybe 75 degrees just in the house, maybe you'll test a wall that is a few feet away from a heat register. 
maybe at 75, then you're going to want to expect that the register itself have a temperature of roughly 55 to 60 degrees. If so, then everything's looking good as far as the differential is concerned. That tells you that the unit is functional, that it's doing the job that it is expected to do. So that is one of your inspection points, is what is the differential temperature between the heat register and then the rest of the house? Now, be aware, of course, that if you're up on the second story, temperatures are going to be a little bit warmer, especially if you test the top of the ceiling uh, versus the bottom floor of a basement, whatever, that's going to be cooler. And so you may not get that 20-degree differential on the slab of a basement where you get more than 20 on the ceiling of a second story. Those sorts of things have to go into your databases adjustments that you need to make in your mind before you start talking good, bad, or sideways about the capacity and the functionality of the system. Now, inspection points, besides the differential that I was just talking about, first off is, is it functional? Does the condenser spin plugged in? Does it make the right sounds and look the right way? Does it actually produce the hot or the cold air that you're expecting? Functionality, of course, is the number one and basically the only thing that the client cares about. But there are other inspection points that you're going to want to stay on top of. Because even if the unit works today, if there are uh, issues that might cause it to either be inefficient or to break tomorrow or those sorts of things, you will get that 3 a.m. phone call and you're going to lose some customer loyalty. So 24 inches on each side of the unit. The unit needs to breathe. Now, quite often, there will be one side of the unit where there's only a few inches because it's tucked up against the house. There really is nothing you can do about that. But on the other three sides, you need to make sure that you have the clearance away from bushes, away from fences. You know, maybe somebody's got their bicycles on top and all over uh, you need to have some clearance there and then speaking of on top you need to have 30 inches of clearance on the top side of the unit ideally you want to have clearance go all the way to the sky above the unit so that that airflow can exit unimpeded dirt and corrosion on a heat pump is again this is very similar to a central air compressor but if you've got a lot of nastiness going on, if you've got dirt that's plugging things up, it's going to take a lot more energy to cause less cooling than otherwise. And so we just need to make sure that uh, the unit gets serviced. If you see that the unit needs to be serviced, by all means, don't do it yourself. That would be a career ender. But you certainly want to talk to the client about how much more money they are going to be having to pay and how dirt is going to prematurely age the unit so that they're going to have to spend more money on the unit until it dies and then when it dies they're going to have to spend money replacing it. So you can certainly make a hero of yourself doing things that way as well. Corrosion, same thing. If there's corrosion you need to identify why there is corrosion. If there's a sprinkler system that's doing that, if there's a rain gutter system that's doing that, we can't have corrosion in there. And of course, if the unit is sitting on soil, you're going to get corrosion that way. All of the above is something that needs to be noticed and written up as part of the report. 
If you see oil in the area, that's another problem. That can be related to a thousand things that you don't want to see. If there's oil, write that up, and you're going to be referring that to an HVAC technician. You want to look at the sprinklers around the area. One of my favorite notes is DSH, which means don't spray the house. I, I put it in on almost every inspection because the area that I live in, there's sprinklers and nobody ever gets it right. Another inspection point you're going to want to look at is settlement. Quite often, especially in homes where they dig a basement, they dig a big hole, put a foundation in, and then they just push the remaining soil back towards the foundation. This soil is unconsolidated uh, when the home is brand new, and then over time it consolidates. This is not good because quite often they will have put a central air unit or a heat pump or what have you on that unconsolidated soil, and as that settles, so goes the heat pump. And what happens is that you get this heat pump that is basically dangling and being held in place, kind of, sort of, by the two lines that are going into the house, the pressurized and the unpressurized lines. If and when those lines are overwhelmed by the weight of the unit, you're going to get a settlement crack in those lines, and then the coolant is lost, and somebody has a large bill to pay to not only repair the crack, but to replace all of the coolant. That stuff is not cheap. Then you've got issues like critters that you want to look at. Look down inside the unit. I mean, if you've got a mouse nest or a bird nest or a raccoon nest or maybe wild cats are, uh, are getting into that space, maybe there's snakes, who knows. But you want to just go look down into there and make sure there's no surprises. It's not only the critters and the poop that could be the problem, but the nesting materials themselves. All of this can do damage to the AC unit. Finally, ice. Quite often, a heat pump or a central air unit will be nestled underneath the eaves of a home. If so, you want to have a working rain gutter system above that, because if not, you're going to have icicles in most parts of the country. And to have, imagine a six to eight foot long icicle suddenly come loose and then fall on the, on the heat pump, dagger-like. You know, it's not a good scenario. Bad things can happen. So you're going to want to make sure that if this unit is tucked underneath the eaves, that we are being protected from icicles and things like that. Career enders. Don't do surgery on the unit. You know, if you see, for example, maybe a mouse nest or a bird nest in there, don't take anything off and remove it. That's just going to get you in trouble. Even if you do everything perfect, it's still going to get you in trouble. Seller will start making accusations. You're going to have to explain, and you really won't have a leg to stand on if anything at all goes wrong. So not a good idea. Don't do surgery on the furnace. And uh, once again, make sure that you are keeping your client safe. If you do something that you know could be dangerous for someone else to do, let's say that maybe you were to, on a, on a heat pump or a central air unit, it's going to have an electrical 
fuse or uh, some sort of a breaker nearby, sometimes those fuses can be pulled and then you've got live electrical right there. If you pull that, just be aware that you're showing the homeowner how to do this. And if he does that and he does something stupid and gets fried, guess who's going to get blamed? So at minimum, if you pull that, make sure with the homeowner that you explain clearly so that he understands that he's got to be careful because that's a live electrical in there. It is a good idea if you've got those uh, on-off fuses to show them how to use that because that is part of maintenance. But assume that they are complete idiots because as you do home inspections, you'll realize that everybody's an idiot. And that's why you have job security is that uh, people do things wrong and you are hired to find out what variety of wrong people did at any given home. Okay, that is the segment on heat pumps. I appreciate having you on board. Take care of your clients. You'll do well as a home inspector when you respect those guys and make me proud. Okay, that is the basic information that I need you to know on heat pumps. For more information, you can always go to my website, homemedicusa.com. You can go to nachi.org, N-A-C-H-I.org. They have a ton of information there as well. Make me proud. Good having you on my team.